Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. Did you catch this little gem from old Papa Joe yesterday? Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. How are you, baby? How old are you? How old are you? Almost double figures. Don't get too excited there, Joe. Man, it's seemed awfully happy to see her. Um, Maybe it's time we should have a discussion about the fact the President of the United States of America has been videotaped and photographed more times than I can count acting in incredibly inappropriate ways with little girls. This seems to be not a one-off, it's a habit. And people can dismiss this all they want. He's touchy-feely, whatever. No, 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 no. I've been around a lot of older people who enjoy the company of children. I've never seen anybody conduct themselves this way consistently. This is how predators conduct themselves. Loving on them, touching them, nuzzling them. That's how predators act. And... We have the Ashley Biden diary information, which I have told you about. I dismissed. I can. Compl- it's not that I dismissed it. I never knew, right? 
the rumor was Ashley Biden, in case you don't know, uh, Joe Biden's daughter, just a real had a rough life, right? Drug addiction, things like that. And there was a rumor that they had her diary. Someone was in possession of her diary. And then supposedly Project Veritas got her diary, but they couldn't verify it. And all of a sudden, now that at that stage, I kind of dismissed it, right? And then all of a sudden, I find out two people had to plead guilty to possession of the diary. Hold on. So we sent the Federal Bureau of Investigation after someone for possessing a diary. I dismissed it before. Now I believe everything that's in it. And that diary, she was very clear that uh, Joe Biden used to make her shower with him. She claims, she, in her own words, that she was molested. I dismissed th- these things just because they can't be verified, but didn't the DOJ just verify it? When's the last time? Let me ask you a question. When's the last time you remember federal agents kicking in a door for possession of a diary? Has it ever happened in the history of the United States of America? By my count, it's happened one time, and it was Joe Biden's daughter's diary. You don't send the checka. You don't send the secret police after someone for a possession of a diary unless you're afraid of what's in it. That's a fact. All right, all right, let's get to something good. I promised you the story of a murder. It's a murder committed by me. I'm going to lay this out very honestly, very honestly, so my facts cannot be disputed by the wife or anybody else. Now, my sons. This took place about, oh, six or seven years ago, I would guess. I would guess, I would guess probably six or seven years ago. My oldest son, James, you know, that's not going to be that important for the story, but James, you should know, had, at least, he still has a little one, kind of an allergy to pet hair. Nothing terrible, but it would, he would get a couple little hives on his face. Sometimes his eyes would itch. So we couldn't get him a dog. And, you know, everyone knows dogs are the superior pet. Boys wanted a dog. Yes, we have a dog now. I'm not going into it. My youngest son's name is Luke. They decided that because they couldn't have a dog, they wanted a fish. And we hemmed and hawed a little bit. But really, what's the harm in having a fish? It's no big deal. It sits there in the tank. They learn responsibility. They have to feed it. They have to clean the tank. It's not like it's going to be in my way when I'm walking through the house like the daggone dog is. There's the fish. So they get some fish. We get them each a fish. And we have to go through a naming process in the house on the fish. The oldest, the oldest, um, I don't remember what he named his. But Luke decided first that he wanted to name his fish Butt Snake. I'm not making that up. He thought that was hilarious. We said, no, that's not appropriate. I don't know why boys have to make everything about butts and poop. We said, no, you cannot name it Butt Snake. And then he's, and we have video of this, of them laughing hysterically. And then he's like, what about Wet Snake? We said, ah, just trust us. That's probably a no. Why does it have to be a snake? It's not a snake. It's a fish. So finally, and and this part does matter. Finally, He settles on a name, and you need to remember this because it's important for the story. The name he settles on is Buttery. The fish's name was Buttery. We'll come back to that, okay? The fish's name was Buttery. Now, fast forward a little bit. James, the oldest son, 
was very responsible with his fish. And of course, because life is wildly unfair, James's fish dies. Boom, like a couple weeks. And he's okay. It's not the end of the world. It's not a dog you've been snuggling with. All right, it's a fish. He's fine. No big deal. Luke, terribly irresponsible with his fish. He would go two, three days and we'd say, Wait, if you've not fed the fish, you're starving the fish. Give the fish some food. What are you doing? Terribly irresponsible with his fish. But of course, his fish found the fountain of youth and would not die. It kept living and it kept living and it kept living. And at this point in time, we're telling ourselves, by the way, they were uh, beta fish. They just looked like goldfish. I'd never heard of them before. Beta fish. Biden fish. Anyway, so it just kept on living and living and living and living. We're finally approaching Christmas time. Now, early on in our marriage, we did this thing in the Kelly household where we would switch off going to each other's families for Christmases, right? So one year we go to my family, one year we go to her family. Remember, my family's in Montana, her family's in Ohio. It was time to go to Ohio. Time was coming up. And I was selling RVs at the time. And remember, when you're in sales, sales life is a good life. You can provide a great living for a family. I highly recommend it, especially in this market. Make good money, provide a good living. But there are some definite drawbacks to it. Like when, I, when you sell RVs, holidays for everyone else, those are days where it's important you're at work. Oh, it's July 4th. Let's go, baby. Fireworks. Uh, July 4th, I'll be at the RV lot because I have to be on while everyone else is off. Very opposite for radio. For radio, no one listens or very few people do on days that aren't normal working days. So that's why your hosts, when there's a national holiday, they're just not here because no one listens. No point. Different for a salesman. If, oh, it's Memorial Day. I'll be in the op- You know, so you're in those offices. So I... And you're paid, remember, when you're in sales, you are paid on performance. That's why so many salesmen are hardcore right-wingers. You are paid purely on performance. They don't pay you for showing up. You either show up and sell or you starve. I have to show up and I have to sell RVs to pay my mortgage, to pay my health insurance, to, to make sure my kids eat. That's a long way of saying the wife had to leave early with the boys, well, chose to leave early with the boys and go back to Ohio. She left a couple days before I left. Well, the stupid fish is still alive. The dumb fish is still alive. Now, what do you do? You could technically go to a neighbor and and, give the neighbor a key to your home so he can come into your home and feed your fish. The wife and I sat down together, together. Do you hear me? Together, and we decided, okay, that's that's dumb. We're not giving someone access to our home. And what, what, Chris? Chris said, why not just take the tank over the neighbors? Because then you're giving the tank to your neighbors to take it. It's just, it just didn't. It came off as bad for us, and we were waiting for the fish to die anyway. All right, we were waiting for the fish to die, and Luke didn't care about the fish. Remember, I need to stress this, and boy, do I need to stress this. He forgot to feed the fish. Because fish are freaking boring, and he didn't care about the fish. It would just go days on end swimming in there, just starving, and no one, he didn't care about the fish. Did you hear me say he didn't care about the fish? Because that's what I said. Believe me, by the way, this is still the Jesse Kelly Show. I promise we'll get back to political content and recession stuff in a minute, but just get, bear with me. We decided the best course of action was this. Because he didn't care about the fish, when she took off with the kids... Remember, she had to go a few days early. I would simply take the fish when they left, flush it down the jaw. Hey, hey, all drains lead to the ocean. I'm sure he'll be fine down there somewhere. What, Chris? I'm sure he will be fine. Anyway, I'm sure he'll be fine. Dump the fish. 
She takes off with the boys. I wait. I even waited until it was the day before I left, giving that fish an extra day of life. And then I took the fish and I dumped the fish. Okay. Not the end of the world. Look, I grew up with all my dogs dying, right? Because sadly, they always die in, in the Kelly household. You didn't take it somewhere. You got a shovel and you went in the backyard and you dug a big old hole and you cried over your dog and you buried your dogs. It's a sad moment. It's a tough life, right? But that's right. That's life. It was pretty easy to flush a fish. It's a stupid fish, right? Who cares? So I flushed the daggone fish. All good. Go back to Ohio. Do Christmas up with the in-laws. Life's good. Fly back home. We're back home an entire day. And then Luke comes out and says, hey, where's my fish? And that is where everything went wrong. I'll explain in a minute. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Only 38% of Biden voters say we're in a recession. How's that possible? How's it humanly possible when we are in one? I'm going to explain in just a second. Let me finish this story. Remember, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. jesse at jessekellyshow.com. In case you missed it, I am telling the story of how I murdered my son's fish. I'm not going to recap the whole thing. If you miss any of it, do iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes for your podcast needs. Just download the podcast and enjoy. Now, we get back home from Christmas. I had flushed the fish down the toilet. And we're back again an entire day before Luke even notices the fish is gone. He looks down sees there's no fish where it normally is and says, where's my fish? Now, this is, I want you to understand how dirty Chris is. Chris says I should have froze the fish to death and then dropped the dead fish in the water to tell him all oh, the fish died. That's dishonest. That's a, I've always felt, I've always felt the rip it like a bandaid thing is better. What Chris? No, Chris, that's not ripping it like a bandaid. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I look up at Luke and I simply tell him, oh, buddy, he's gone. I flushed him down the toilet. Luke, this is an important part. I need you to understand something. And I'm actually not doing that thing where I brag about my kids. But I do have to say he's one of the most intelligent human beings I've ever met in my life. He has perfect grades in school. I mean, like 99% in all of his classes and very little effort whatsoever. He just is one of those people, super IQ like his dad, Chris. <laughs> no, seriously, I have no idea where he got that. But, but he's a genius, right? And very good, not just one of those book smart people, very good with people. He's very good. He reads people well. And so he looks at me when I told him I flushed the toilet, and then he looks over at his mother. And I can see she didn't see it because she's so full of love. She didn't see it. But I saw immediately. I saw the wheels turning. And he looks back at me. And he looks at his mother. And he looks at me. And he looks at his mother. Boom. Out came the waterworks. Starts crying. Now, the wife, she calls him over because he's crying about the fish that he didn't give a crap about. He sits in her lap and starts crying into her chest. You're not going to believe this. The person, the woman who agreed to do this with me is now staring daggers into me 
like I just severe, like I abused the kids or something like that. And so I see this happening and I can see how this is unfolding. And I know this is going to turn into another fish or, or something even worse. And I can see that I'm going to be blamed for the whole thing. And so I say, oh, Luke, you're really upset about the fish? To which he just keeps burying his head more in there. And I said, no, 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 Luke. I want to know something. What was his name? And he kind of gives me this. Aubrey couldn't catch it because he was below her sobbing in her chest. He kind of gives me this side look where he stops crying for a little second. And he panics. He gives me this side look. And then he starts to turn up the volume on the crying. And I said, no, 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 no. You're so upset about the dead fish. What was the fish's name, Luke? And you remember the fish's name, right? The fish's name was Buttery. Luke couldn't remember and says, it was Swimmy. He didn't even remember the fish's name. We were at PetSmart or someplace like that two hours later getting them a stupid lizard that they didn't end up liking anyway to replace the dead fish. What, Chris? Shut up, Chris. I don't want to talk about the snake we have now, too. I hate being weird snake guy. Gosh. You know what? You know what would make me feel better? I'm going to talk about recession. <laughs> now, quit. No, seriously. We're not going to talk about recession. Not too much. We're going to talk about the mind of communists. Here's a headline. This is from Breitbart. Only 38% of Biden voters say we're in a recession. 82% of Trump voters say we are. Okay, one, all those numbers are embarrassing. We are in a recession. There is a dictionary definition for recession. I understand they changed it. Two straight quarters of economic shrinkage. Negative growth is what they call it. I don't know why these economic nerds talk like that. It's shrinkage, right? The economy shrank. Two straight quarters of that, which we just had, that is a recession. You are in a recession. I don't care whether you believe that or not. You're in a recession right now. You're, you're in one. I talked to somebody today, I'll get to this in a moment, who says you're in a very early stages of a very deep one, but I'll get to that in a minute. I'll get to that in a minute. But how is it humanly possible? Let's focus on the Biden voters thing for a second, that only 38% of Biden voters believe we're in a recession. How's that humanly possible? It's easy to figure that out when you go back to one of the basic things we talk about all the time on the show. I'm actually not trying to dehumanize them, but you've got to remember, you've got to think about communists as if they're robots. And yes, this applies to your crazy aunt, to the neighbor with the Biden sign in the yard. It's easier when you think about them like robots. You get frustrated because you say, look, look at these stats. Look at these numbers. Look at this definition. Why don't you think you're not thinking? Why won't you think? Why can't you? Exp why don't you think you're dealing with a human being who does not want to think? It is honestly more than anything. It's a slave mentality is what you're dealing with. This is, this is something people struggled with throughout history where you would have slaves be free th th throughout the history of the world. And they didn't want to be free. They wanted to remain just where they were. Now, not all of them, obviously, but there's that mentality that gets in there. That's really what you're dealing with. You're not dealing with the person who wants to think. They don't want to think. They want to be cared for. They want to be taken care of. They want to be told what to think and how to think. 
about each and everything that comes out. So when you see the dictionary definition of recession be changed right when we go into one to protect Biden, you're outraged at the corruption and the lies of the regime. The robot doesn't think that way. The robot says, oh, dictionary definition changed. Let me plug in and get my new software update, boss. I'm not even being tongue-in-cheek. When you understand that's how their mind works, it gets easier to accept them. You're not dealing with people who want to think. Now, why is it going to get worse, the recession? I'll tell you what someone told me next. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV 
all things popular culture. culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday. You know what's wild, Chris? Wrap your minds around this. Well, your mind. I guess you only have one. I said minds. In hindsight, that, that didn't come out right. Anyway, I know this is something you've never thought of just because you're not capable of it. We're, what? We're halfway through the show on a Wednesday. The week is half over. How about that? It Doesn't that, what, Chris? That's impressive. Doesn't that blow your mind? I don't know why you're not impressed with things. All right, let's go back to the recession thing. You know why the Biden people don't think we're in a recession. Let's set that aside. I had a chance to talk to John Carney. In fact, I'm going to interview him tonight on my TV show on the first TV. I'm going to interview John Carney. He's a real sharp guy, an economist. And I was talking to John about the economy and trying to unpack where we're going. And what John said is this. I mean, uh, Powell, Jerome Powell. Listen to Jerome Powell. Listen to what he has to say, and then I'll explain why. While higher interest rates, slower growth, and softer labor market conditions will bring down inflation, they will also bring some pain to households and businesses. These are the unfortunate costs of reducing inflation. You know one of the things John Carney told me? He said, that scared me as much as anything I've heard because I've never heard anybody at the Fed say there would be pain about, every, about anything. These people always run to the microphone and explain how great everything's going to be and they're just going to print trillions more dollars and we're going to be fine. He said that alone was alarming. But I'm going to explain something technical here, okay? Why? Why is it about to get worse? Why are we in the very beginning, the beginning? Well, let's focus on something here. Interest rates and jobs. Just stay with me. Stay with me. I know this can get a little nerdy. Just hang with me for a second. Interest rates and jobs. We have had, the, the line has been that we have a what? When it comes to the labor market, a great labor market. That's what they put out over and over and over again. We've got a great labor market. Great labor market. Well, I hate when these nerds talk like that. What does that mean, a great labor market? Okay, I'm not a stockbroker. What it means is there are tons of available jobs. They grade the labor market on how many available jobs out there. So the labor market's great. There's so many jobs available. And here's what's coming. Remember, because inflation is just beginning, really, just beginning, and they're worried about it getting out of control. Remember, you can't print that much money for COVID lockdowns without horrible inflation. Because they're worried about inflation getting out of control, you have to raise interest rates to lower inflation or at least keep infl- try to keep inflation in check. Just, st- just hang with me. We have a bunch of available jobs right now. Let's say we have a, 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 a this number is wrong, obviously. There's 100 available jobs in America. Woohoo, got a great jobs market. As you increase rates, as you increase interest rates, you decrease businesses' willingness to take out loans. Businesses will oftentimes, all kinds of them, they will take out loans, payroll loans. They'll, pay, they'll take out a loan to make payroll, and then you pay it back when the, when the accounts receivable comes in. This is how so many businesses operate in the country. 
as you jack interest rates up, these companies will simply stop doing that. They're going to stop having these jobs available because they don't want to have to pay for these people and pay the interest rates. They're going to stop making investments and expanding their companies. They're simply going to cross those jobs off of the available list as we continue to get worse and worse and worse here. The one thing they've been telling you as kind of this bright spot they've been trying to sell you is, well, it's a great labor market, great labor market, all these jobs. You are about to witness that labor market disappear overnight. You're about to watch it vanish as these businesses get interest rated out. I know that's not a good way to describe it, but that's what it is. As they get interest rated out of being able to hire people, the jobs market goes away. And there's another aspect to this. Housing. You're very likely going to see a decrease in the value of your home. And it may last. Oh, I know. I know. I know this sucks. Just hang with me. Okay. I know it's, I know it's probably going to take years to get back. You're going to see the value of your home decrease because remember as interest rates go up, not only do big companies stop doing these big home developments, people, individuals stop taking out loans. They won't pay a mortgage. My old man, I wasn't alive, but my old man told me about Jimmy Carter and the interest rates back then, 17% interest rates and things like that. That I about died. I think I'm paying I think I'm paying 2.25% on my house right now. Granted I have good credit, but I think I'm paying 2. You know why I have good credit by the way? Cuz I had a father who told me to pay my bills. Anyway, um 17%? If you do the math on that, I mean let's say you're going to buy a home and you're going to have a $2,000 mortgage. How much does your mortgage go up if your interest rate goes from 4 or 5% to 17? It very likely prices you out of being able to buy a home. So we're going to see home values collapse too. I I I didn't I didn't want to make this as doomsday as it sounds, but you know I've been very honest with you, very vocal about we're not at some end here. We're not at the end of inflation or high gas prices or, or these things. We are in the early stages of something that very likely is going to get ugly. Fed guys don't talk like this. While higher interest rates, slower growth, and softer labor market conditions will bring down inflation, they will also bring some pain to households and businesses. These are the unfortunate costs of reducing inflation. They don't talk like that. By the way, do you do you have your emergency food kit yet from my Patriot Supply? No, I'm not telling you you're going to starve. I'm not telling you your grocery store is going to close. But I'm not telling you it ain't either. I don't have any idea. I joke about the Oracle stuff, calling myself an Oracle. I don't have any idea how bad it will get. The people I trust tell me it's going to get very, very bad and will last a while. We're not talking about a five-month blip here. This may go on for some time. Do you have an emergency three-month food kit? They're already prepped and ready for you at My Patriot Supply. They have partnered with the show. You should have an emergency food kit, a three-month supply of food for everyone in your home. 2,000 calories a day. They have it $250 off per kit at preparewithjessikelly.com. If you have a family of five, you need five of them. 
If you're only if you're by yourself, you don't have to go crazy and spend a fortune. Just get one. But make sure every individual in your home has a three-month emergency food supply. You don't have to figure out how many cans of beans you need. My Patriot Supply has it ready. Go to preparewithjessikelly.com. All right. By the way, I'm going to go back to this Second Amendment thing here in a second and why why I believe there's been such a ramp up of the rhetoric. Another reason I believe why why this kind of stuff is all too common now. The president thinks that there is an extremist threat to our democracy. Uh, The president has been clear, as he can be, on that particular uh, piece when we talk about a democracy, when we talk about our freedoms. Uh, The way that he sees is the MAGA Republicans are the most energized part of the Republican Party. Uh, That extreme, this is an extreme threat to our democracy, to our freedom, uh, to our rights. There's another reason for the why, but we'll get to that in a second. Let's get to a couple emails. Jesse, I really appreciate you and your show. When you spoke about choosing the dark alley where Satan lives, it made so much more sense about how the left is wrong about everything. That was last night, by the way. If you missed that podcast, iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. He said, the other thing that is so encouraging is that I'm not alone in the way I think and feel. I get so discouraged when it looks like the left is taking win after win. Our team takes the field, and it's like watching the Raiders. A false start, then an incomplete pass, then a TD called back for holding, then a fumble. We had one guy who would fight back, but even he was a buffoon at times. When will we start winning? Anyway, you give me hope. He didn't say I can say his name, so I will not. Listen, you see only losses. And honestly, there are many days where I wake up and I see only losses. When I sit here and I'm getting ready, we're getting ready to goof around on this show for three hours, and I'm looking at crappy story after crappy story after crappy story, and it looks like loss after loss after loss. You want to feel good? Go look at the state of school board races across the United States of America. My buddy Ryan Gerdusky is changing the face of school boards across the country. I'm actually going to have him on next week. Is it, is it next Thursday, Chris? Next Thursday, we're going to have Ryan on. Chris, look at us planning ahead. <laughs> How about that? It's almost like we have a professional radio show. This is crazy. <laughs> anyway, we are changing local elections. It's not sexy. And you're not going to get splashy headlines. And yeah, they're going to keep doing what they do at a federal level. But red areas are getting redder. People are getting more involved. Keep your chin up, all right? I have to remind myself of that, so I'm reminding you. Okay, why? There's another reason why they're ramping up the rhetoric. I'll tell you why in a second. He doesn't care if you believe him. But he's right. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday. Chris, what is that? Who is that? That was good. Who was that? Was the Black Keys? Oh, I like the Black Keys. They have some good ones. That's a good song. What's the name of that song? I Got Mine. I know you have yours, but what's the name of the song? (laughs) What, Chris? That was great. What? That is your problem. You know, freedom is not free. All right. Why the ramp up? There's another reason I believe you're seeing this ramp up because... Joe Biden came out. Obviously, we played it a bunch. Play it again. Joe Biden came out, and he's making some some inferences that you're a domestic terrorist. 
Corinne Diversity Hire got up and said, hey, you're a domestic terrorist. The president thinks that there is an extremist threat to our democracy. Uh, the president has been clear, as he can be, on that particular uh, piece when we talk about a democracy, when we talk about our freedoms. Uh, the way that he sees is the MAGA Republicans are the most energized part of the Republican Party. Uh, the, that extreme, this is an extreme threat to our democracy, to our freedom, uh, to our rights. Why the ramp up? Well, obviously, you know, you know what they're trying to do because you listen to the show. You know they're trying to turn you into an enemy of the state so they can justify using state's power against you. You already know all that. But why the ramp up now? I get this a lot. Jesse, I don't understand the why, 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 why. These people want you to do something dumb and illegal. What would help them more? What would help them more as they, make, as they, as they engage in this combat? As they try to move you, normal person, into the domestic terrorist category. That's hard, isn't it? Even with all the media on your side and Hollywood on your side and all these things, it's still hard to get normal Americans to think you, that angry right-winger who listens to the Jesse Kelly show, it's hard to get them to consider you a terrorist. What would help in that effort? It would help if some guy, some nut job picks up a gun and shoots up a government building or something like that and kills a bunch of people. I believe this and I believe this all the way. I think they are ramping up this rhetoric because they want someone to do something violent and illegal because it'll justify more crackdowns. Because think about it. Think about this there. You can learn a lot of lessons. If you learn from what's happening to the January 6th political prisoners, they're catching people up in this whole thing who never walked into the Capitol. Just if you were anywhere in that orbit, you have messages standing outside, baby, the FBI's at your door and you got a gun pointed at your face. They're going to do the same thing to whatever dude ends up. I, I pray this doesn't happen. Remember, calm, nonviolent, legal, stay legal. But it, let's say they do it. Let's say they poke people in the ribs enough. Ha ha, gun owner. Ha ha, you suck. Ha ha, you're a domestic terrorist. And finally some dude wigs out and goes and does something terrible. What will they do? One, they'll run to the news immediately and they'll put that crime on you. Two, they'll immediately dig into that person's life. And you bet if you're friends with the guy on Facebook, FBI is going to come knocking on your door. You ever send a text message with that guy? Maybe, maybe you don't have anything to do with that guy, but maybe he's part of a, a, a gun rights group of some kind. Maybe you're part of the same gun rights group. Uh-oh, looks like we got a bunch of potential domestic terrorists. Hey, this gun rights group already gave us one. They'll give us another one. Do you see? This is something governments have done forever. I've told this story before. You want a little, a little more history? I know you liked it from last night. All right, I'll, I'll give you a little another one. I've told you, I've told you this before, but... You know the East Germany and West Germany thing, right? East Germany was communist under the control of the Soviet Union. West Germany was really not just in our control. Us in the UK, it was free. Right? It was free and it was nice. East Germany sucked. Well, East Germany made it a routine thing, as communists always do, to send spies and saboteurs into West Germany. They're not stupid. They knew it looked kind of bad. Everything looked poor and gray and crappy on the east side. And the west side was wealthy and they were hustling and bustling. And it just, just looked awesome, right? So the communist agitators, I know you're going to find this shocking. 
they would form communist student groups in West Germany to try to agitate. And not that anything like that would ever happen here. They would try to agitate the young people. Well, they sent an infiltrator over to a protest that was happening in West Germany who intentionally sparked a shooting, sparked the shooting of a West German, and they did that so they could justify, so they could point to the coming crackdowns that would come from it, and they could look at them and say, look at what they're doing. They're cracking down. Communists agitating people into doing things that will justify a government crackdown is a tale as old as communism. That's how these people think. They continue to ramp things up. You think this is bad now? Chris, it's not like this is a bold prediction, but you might want to write this down. You think it's bad now? Wait until you hear the things Joe Biden is going to say in his speech tomorrow night. Joe Biden's speech tomorrow night is going to be one gigantic middle finger at you. It's going to be, however long it lasts, it's going to be Joe Biden poking you in the ribs and poking you in the ribs and you're a terrorist and you're a terrorist and your gun makes you evil and you're a terrorist. You're a threat to America. You're a threat to democracy. What are you going to do, terrorist? What are you going to do, terrorist? They're doing that to you on purpose. They're trying to get someone to do something stupid and violent and illegal so they can justify cracking down on you. I mean, you can laugh all you want at the internet conspiracy theorist guy Who says they're just going to flat out cancel the election? Not at all outside of the realm of something they might try. To judge, well, out of safety. Remember, remember everything else they've done before for the, what was that word? Gosh, seems like it was only yesterday we were using that term. It starts with a P, the the public health. Or there's another another term, starts with a G. Don't you, you, maybe you remember while they destroyed society in the name of what? The greater good. Maybe they'll decide for the public health and the greater good after this incident they agitated. Maybe they'll decide it's just not safe to have these elections. Maybe we'll try again next year. Hey, we're just going to declare an emergency. We'll have to extend it just for 15 days, of course. You haven't heard any of this before, have you? None of this is sounding familiar? All right. By the way, go buy a hero gun and buy a hero. You know what? I take that back. Go buy two. Keep one for yourself. And send one to your son who's away from home. Send one to your daughter who's away from home. Send one to your mother who lives alone now. Send one to your father. Hero gun is a non-lethal gun. So whoever you send it to, they won't complain. I've never had one person say, I gave one to my daughter and she didn't want it. It's non-lethal, right? It shoots pepper balls. It'll bring a bad guy to his knees and save the life of the person you love the most. And there's no excuse. And anyone can use it. It's got a laser sight on it. You point and squeeze. It's idiot proof. It's Chris proof. There's no concealed carry permit required. Go to Hero2020.com. Code Jesse gets you a special discount. Hero2020.com. Code Jesse. Hero gun for yourself and the person you love the most who you can't protect all the time. All right? Hero2020.com, code Jesse. Get a hero arrow if the hero gun is a little too big. I love that hero arrow. State restrictions may apply. All right. That's the why. Now, let's get to some emails and let's talk about a principal not wanting to hire Catholics. That's weird. Hang on. Hang on. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 